0: There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned to PH Murder Stories as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts. Listener discretion is advised.
1: na bata. Oh, kasi I witnessed that eh. Ako yung ginawa pang parang una parang negotiator. Ah, ganun? Oo, oh, yung una eh. Tinanay nila para mga siralo mga polis na yun ang dati. Oh. Ay, sorry, sorry, sorry sorry. Nakasalubong ko siya pa palabas. bit niya yung bata. so okay na. Walang problema. Diba? Nasabi, oh, see, so, ano, you know, oh. Nakakusap ko pa. May time na lang susuko siya. Pero at the time, parang hinintay pa nila yung otoridad. Mm. Hinintay nila yung punong... Punong lusod para magpapog or something. Pero matagal na matagal na yan. So, yun, nung hinintay na buryong, it ended up like that. Uh, pero yun nga, ang nakapatay sa kanya, hindi yung saksak eh. Meron isang bala ng MC mama sa puso ng bata. So, unang saksak niya ang gano'n, papapapapang! Sabi ko, yung may midbit na bata, what are you supposed to do? Oh, sumarang pa ako sa harap. Wow!
0: Hostage-taking incidents are listed as among the various threats endured by any individual in any locality, which sometimes end up bloody if not managed correctly. Incidents similar to this menace usually make us think of how the government is unprepared, how they learn from their past mistakes, and how they will handle the crisis the next time it haunts them. Unfortunately, these thoughts remain ideal up to this date. And while these thoughts continue to be ideal, sadly, innocent lives are taken out of this negligence. One of them is probably a college graduate by now, if one fateful night did not happen. On May 31, 2002, a supposedly typical day at the Filtranco-Pasay City bus terminal turned wicked. When a drug-crazed man named Diomedes Talbo suddenly grabbed Dexter Balala, a four-year-old boy, and held him hostage with a 10-inch double-bladed knife pointed to his neck. Coming from a two-week vacation in the province of Camarines Sur, the young boy was about to ride a bus with his mother, Salvacion Balala going to Pampanga when the suspect grabbed him away and seized his custody. It was not clear what Talbo's demands were. However, it was certain that he wanted to communicate with some personalities, such as a certain Lito Ariola, a former Filtranco driver, and then Environment and Natural Resources Secretary, Heherson Alvarez, who is from Talbo's northern home province of Isabela. The police were called afterward and tried to cordon the hostage taker's location, but too many people occupied the area. Initial negotiations were impeded because the perpetrator only spoke in Ilocano. He also became more aggressive and irritated as time passed by. Moments later, the hostage-taking situation would come into a climax when the suspect viciously started stabbing the little boy. In the back and neck. Sensing that it was a no-win situation, the police indiscriminately started firing gunshots at the suspect until he was down on the terminal floor. The suspect was killed, regrettably, with little Dexter Balala. Television cameras captured the heartbreaking scene as most of them were broadcasting it live including the continuous firing of the police to the already motionless body of the suspect. After the horrific events that took place, the authorities initiated an autopsy on both victims. Based on their findings, the young Dexter Balala was mistakenly shot by the policeman five times, including one to his chest that caused his death. Furthermore, initial investigations found no ground commander taking care of the rescue operation no police cordon around the area, and no formal negotiator with a hostage-taker. Even an untrained television reporter was said to have meddled in the police operations and started negotiating with Talbo. In an interview on TV5's comedic commentary talk show, Wagpo, then-GMA reporter Michael Fahatin narrated his most memorable news coverage almost two decades after the incident saying, There was a moment that he wanted to surrender. But it seems that they are still waiting for the mayor. Maybe to project himself. But it was a long time ago. So when they waited, he became annoyed. It ended up like that. Agitated with his men's negligence, then Metro Manila Police Chief Edgardo Aglipay immediately sacked Pasay City Police Chief Eduardo de la Serna and recommended that the 10 responding police officers at the crime scene be charged administratively. A few days later, then Philippine National Police Chief Leandro Mendoza directed the entire 341 member Pasay City Police Force to relieve their duties. Over a month after the unfortunate event, the Internal Affairs Service of the Metro Manila Police recommended the forced resignation of de la Serna and the dismissal of six of his men over what was condemned as a botched operation against the hostage-taker. Meanwhile, the investigators also found that the father's helpless anger could have been the triggering point for the suspect to hold the child hostage. Rosita, the suspect's mother, received a letter from her granddaughter saying that their uncle-in-law molested her and raped her elder sister. When he found out about the misery that had happened to his two daughters, the suspect immediately left his home with his second wife to rescue them. Rosita handed him 13,000 pesos to serve as their pocket money. In 1997, the suspect legally separated from his first wife but took their children to the latter's hometown in Mindanao, where the uncle-in-law lives. Talbo's first wife, and the mother of his children was an overseas Filipino worker. She was in the middle of her first year of employment when the incident happened. It meant that the suspect's daughters did not have their parents by their sides as they were going through the emotional and sexual abuse brought by their uncle-in-law. Meanwhile, Dexter Balala's parents said that they had forgiven the Omedes Talbo for taking their son's life. However, they could not hinder themselves from accepting their child's fate, and partly blamed themselves for what happened. According to Salvacion, she really felt hurt after hearing her son screaming "Mama, Mama," while being held by the suspect. She felt helpless from that situation, which ended up in a heartbreaking scenario. On the other hand, Darius Balala, the victim's father. Said in an interview, wearing a blank face expression, a week after the incident, quote, If I were there, I could have done something. Unquote. As for the incompetent authorities that mishandled the situation, the entire 341 member Pasay City Police Force, who were relieved of their duties, were retained in Subic Zambales. The drill was supposedly programmed for 30 days but was shortened to 20 days after then Pasay City Mayor Piwi Trinidad came again to the limelight and announced that quote, the policemen will be back with additional knowledge and that's good for the residents of the city, unquote.
1: (laughs) Yung inyong pangit doon eh, nakausap po tong mamang to, huwil sumuko, at ay, alam mo mga polis to. Uh, sabi ko ako sa mga polis, okay sa so tihiyan natin, kung wala pang gano'ng tao, kakausapin ko siya, nalapitan ko, kakapitan ko to, kakawa kang iyo at silyo, saka yung dambain. Hindi mm-hmm. so, yung nausapan. Oh. So, nung na ako, minumap ako na kaya na.
0: Before we end the story, let us point out that what happened to Diomedes Talbo's daughter should never be tolerated. No child deserves to be raped, especially when a family member commits the heartless act. It will always be painful for any parent to learn about their child being raped. But what the suspect did to express his grief was also unacceptable, which cost the life of an innocent four-year-old boy. Dexter Balala should be in his early 20s by now, and it saddens us that his life ended as the whole nation witnessed his tragic death. We wish the Balala family well and we hope that this case would contribute to our society's advancement of child protection measures to prevent such cases from ever happening again. Our next episode will be a special one that will be narrated by both me and our female host as we celebrate the first anniversary of PH Murder Stories. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening in other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. Your support would significantly benefit PH Murder Stories to produce more quality content. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories The Verdict. And participate in our bi-weekly discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. See you there, suspects. The verdict is in your hands. See you there.